SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Warning. The following program contains shocking content that may give you a better or worse than pessimistic hope on anything you like. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. We complete our six-team parlay. Not 16, but six-team, T-E-A-M, at minus 135 odds. If you followed along here for two weeks, you would have won $3,753. Cha-ching, cha-ching. It's Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel. Opposite. Welcome to Opposite Picks right here on Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM Channel 204 and your local radio affiliate all around the nation on this Sunday, April 18th. Here's truly Scott Wetzel sitting in for the next two glorious hours, taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll-free, 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O P P O S I T E Picks P I C K S. Email me. Go to the website oppositepicks.com. Hit the contact Scott icon and fire away. Emails, tweets, phone calls, a little YouTube chat as well, right here on an Opposite Picks Sunday morning. Well, strange things happen on Saturday night. Celtics and Warriors put out a show. Dodgers roll continues. Same time next year. Not a perfect 10 for Steph Curry. Uh, you can't, but you're going to anyway. Just give up. What a putz. And uh, losing your hairline. We'll get to all those stories again, plus your phone calls, emails, and tweets right here on a Sunday, April 18th. What's up, LLs, loyal listeners? LVs as well, loyal viewers on YouTube on a Sunday morning. You know, uh, Believe it or not, for me, this is sound crazy, but it's harder for me to get up at 7 o'clock on a Sunday than it is a uh, 4 o'clock on a Monday through Friday. We do the show Monday through Friday, 5 to 7 a.m. You, you just kind of get into a routine. It's all kind of broken up, you know, on weekends. So even though it's three hours later, for me anyway, even though it's, you know, it's 8 o'clock, normal hour now, but it, it's it's just tougher. I don't know. Maybe it's the booze I'm drinking on a Saturday night that I'm not Monday through Friday. You think that kind of plays a role in it? Eh, perhaps. Uh, but, no, it, it's, a, it's, it's a good Saturday night. As always, I've long said this. If you don't play on Saturday nights and Sundays during football season, I could win some money with the boys in Vegas. I could. But Saturdays are just, you, you can't predict, you know, what craziness happens on a Saturday. It, it really is, you know, the Utah Jazz, right? It started out Saturday afternoon, right from the get-go. First game on the board. And I understand no Donovan Mitchell, but... You know, for uh, four months, the whole world has been poo-pooing Donovan Mitchell with his 100-to-1 odds to win the MVP, which I can't believe he's not getting any love. Utah Jazz, right, with the best record in the NBA, taking on a Laker team that no AD, you know, no LeBron James, has is, is basically been treading water. And you would think the team with the best record in the NBA, we've seen this happen a thousand times. Right? How many times have the Nets won without uh, Steph or, uh, without the Kyrie Irving or KD or now James Harden? You know, we, we've seen teams a thousand times win without their best player. So it's not that big a deal that uh, Mitchell's out. So uh, right away, first game on the board Saturday, Utah Jazz with the best record in the NBA. They lose to the LA Lakers. Milwaukee Bucks with one of the best home records in the NBA, one of the best records in the NBA, 
loses at home to the Memphis Grizzlies, for goodness sakes. Phoenix Suns, one of the best records in the NBA, one of the best home records in the NBA as well, lose at home to the San Antonio Spurs. Wow. Scott Wetzel sitting in on this uh, Sunday morning, just getting underway, talking about the craziness of uh, all the things that have occurred on a Saturday night. Jazz with the best record in the NBA lose to the Lakers. Bucks with one of the best records in the NBA lose at home to the Memphis Grizzlies. Suns with the second best record in the NBA lose at home to the San Antonio Spurs. NHL, Ottawa with the third, what was it, third or fourth worst uh, team maybe, tops, right, being Buffalo, Maybe New Jersey, even throw Detroit in there. Ottawa, they're all in the same mix, right? One of the worst teams by far in the NHL. They win at Montreal 4-0, no less. A road win, no less. They get uh, their sixth road win all year. That ties for the fewest in the NHL. I mean, they are just putrid. And, and stuff like this happens every Saturday night. I mean, it's, it's just our Saturday afternoons, for that matter, too. It's just amazing. Um... I, you know, I, I'd like to say I don't know what it is, but I, I, I kind of do know what it is. I, I just think, now, there are no fans in the stands, but I think these underdog teams generally, you know, generally you have sold-out crowds. It's a Saturday night, good day, to, you know, to go to the family and go see a ball game, whether it's hockey, NBA, NHL, whatever the case may be, or, uh, or, or Major League Baseball. Uh, you know, so a sold-out crowd gets everybody pumped up, home team, road team. It kind of balances, like crazy as it sounds, kind of balances the scale a little bit, you know, versus a Tuesday night game, uh, who cares, getaway day, whatever, let's get out of here, right? But Saturday nights, Sunday nights, you know, they generally really kind of play for real. And you get a lot of subs that play on weekends, especially in Major League Baseball. Don't play Sunday afternoon games, forget about it. You'll never get a real lineup, you know. Especially if that team played Saturday night. Forget about it. You'll have two or three guys out just because, God forbid, they should actually be able to play back to back. You know, a little bit of like the NBA attitude. So Sunday afternoon, same thing. But especially Saturday night, it just kind of balances the scale for some uh, goofy reason. And you get upsets like this happen all the time. Baseball, you know, I won't say there are that many upsets in baseball just because we don't really know what an upset is in baseball. You know, we're just kind of beginning to learn who's good, who's not good. I'll tell you who is good. The L.A. Dodgers, they won again last night as minus 140 favorites. And they're only a minus 120 favorite today. Then they're 13 and 2. Man, forget about 105 wins. They may win 125 wins. They are just unbelievable. All right, just getting into the opposite picks of the video. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Yeah, Dodgers do win again. <clears throat> That's amazing. Uh, you know, the whole world knew they were good, obviously, World Series champs, but the whole world uh, was aghast when the, the noise in Vegas and FanDuel put out a 105 over underline, thinking, oh, no way, no way, no how. And I, and I was saying, you know, I'm on record as saying that it could be thanks to the San Diego Fathers. Now, who knows? 
uh, when everything is said and done, if the Fathers continue to lose and the uh, Dodgers continue to win, that are thinking that this would be a competitive race in September, you know, could go out the window. And as good as that 13-2 record stands for the uh, Dodgers, which is why I, just, I don't like over-unders in baseball. The season's just too damn long. I just, you know... Uh, way, I told you, you know, by the time you're ready to cash in or, or pay uh, your local Louis the Lip, uh, you know, football season's well underway. Hell, basketball and the NHL seasons for the following year are getting set to begin. So I, I'm done with baseball in, uh, you know, October, unless the Red Sox are in it. But right now, you know, the Dodgers have a four and a half game lead, and that's over the Giants, who at eight and six, you know, are going to come back to the pack. The, the Padres are only nine and seven. They're four and a half back, but five in the loss column. And they lose again today, which I think they will. I, I tell you, I think you got a good bet, uh, betting opportunity today. Trevor Bowers on the hill for the Dodgers, who have won eight straight, 13 and two overall. And with this, uh, you know, goofy manager for the Padres, who doesn't know if he's coming or going, and chances are, you know, they, uh, I haven't seen it on FanDuel, but. I know every year Fando and the others have first NFL head coach fired, right? That's a, that's a good little prop. I have not seen that with baseball. I, I may have missed it. I, I don't know. But first manager fired could very well be a good old uh, Jace Tingler there. You know why? Because it's the perfect storm. They were a decent team last year. Not, not awful, right? Decent team. Made the playoffs. Didn't win the division, but... Uh, and then they, you know, they go out and they make the moves that they make and then trade them for Blake Snell and everything else. And expectations are through the roof for a team that might not really be that good. They should. I mean, their, their starting pitching is, is solid, right? But, you know, it's hard to go from, it's easy to go from lousy to mediocre. Now that that's easy. You know, you, you sneak up on some teams. No one takes you seriously. They poo-poo you. All right, whatever. No big deal. <coughs> Especially last year, excuse me, in the, uh, you know, the, the, the goofy COVID season, only 50 games or whatever it was, 56. So you can make some headway first 56 games, right? But do it over the course of a season, full season. And, and people take you seriously now. And no one's going into a game, a series against the Padres, thinking, okay, these are the, you know, pushover Padres. These are not. So you have undue, unrealistic uh, expectations and a little bit of success the last year. That is the perfect storm for getting fired when you start out 500, which is basically what the Padres are nine and seven. Now they happen to be in a division that sucks. Uh, probably the worst in baseball with the Rockies who are awful. Uh, the Giants who I understand at eight and six right now is pretty impressive, but they're awful. Arizona stinks five and ten. So you know San Diego, like the Dodgers, you know have literally. 50 games against three of the worst teams in baseball. So you should be able to finish five, 10 games over 500 if you're San Diego and make that race somewhat competitive uh, in, in September. But again, the way it's going, it's not, and this is without Cody Bellinger, who's out with a hairline fracture. Uh, they thought he was only going to miss a couple of games, but then they found out it was a hairline fracture. So now they don't know how long he'll be out. But I'm guessing, you know, hairline fracture's got to be out at least a month, right? So that's a big miss, uh, you know, big cog. Missing from that Dodger lineup, but they're they're so loaded up and down, it doesn't matter. And I pointed this out the other day. You know, if the Dodgers were minus one sixty only on Friday with Walker Bueller on the hill, and then yesterday with Clayton Kershaw, they were minus one forty, and then today, surprisingly enough, early line anyway, they're only minus one twenty. But if they are 
minus on the road against the perceived, what, second, third, you know, maybe best team in, in uh, the National League? I mean, realistically, who's perception-wise? Not, not realistic-wise, but perception-wise, who's better? Nobody in a central, right? Does anyone think that the Reds, Brewers, or Cardinals are better than the Padres? Probably not. Um, you know, maybe the Mets with the Grom on the hill. May, you know, with the Dodgers at Mets with the Grom on the hill. And let's say the Mets are what they are, 500 team. You know, and let's say one of the big three, whether it's Bueller, uh, Bauer, or uh, Kershaw, who's pitching so far this year, like you know, a twenty-five-year-old Clayton Kershaw. That's a scary thought. If if he goes back in time, boy, this Dodgers team is just going to be unfreaking believable. But I'm trying to figure out when are the Dodgers ever going to be an underdog, right? As a team, there you go. Uh, you know what? We got to call up Dave Sharapin, uh, our our Vegas guy. And say, Dave, it's a good day. You know what? Every once in a while, I come up with something here. Has a bait? I'm sure the answer is no. But um, since legalized gambling, and I don't mean like the, the last couple of years, I'm talking about legalized with your local Louis the Lip versus like, you know, 1912 when it's uh, under the table completely. Has a team in baseball ever gone? <laughs> the answer's got to be no. But some of those great stanky teams. Um, an entire year being the favorite in every game. Football, yes, I would think. I would, you know, that Dolphin undefeated team, they played in the regular season, uh, nobody that made the postseason. So I would think they would have been favorites in every game. Although one of those playoff games, I think the one against Pittsburgh in the second round, it was at Pittsburgh. Don't don't ask why, but back, back then they rotated. Uh, they may have been an underdog. They were definitely an underdog against the Redskins in, in the Super Bowl. So it wouldn't be them. I'm trying to go. The, that Patriot team that went undefeated until they lost to the Giants, was there a game that they had that they weren't a favorite? I'd have to check in the first month, month and a half of the season, but probably not. You know, that might be. You, you can make the argument that Patriot team that lost in the Super Bowl was, was maybe their best team ever, but believe it or not. Um, but so you may have had a football team do it, but not baseball, you know, 162 games being a favorite, but, um, every game, but when are they going to be an underdog? Right? I mean, if, if it's not going to be this series at San Diego, when everyone thinks the Padres are great, you know, they're, they're never going to be an underdog against the Giants or Arizona or Colorado. They're never going to be an underdog home or away against Pittsburgh, Chicago, you know, St. Louis doesn't have a big-time ace. you got to have a team with a big-time, big-time ace. You know, Milwaukee or Cincinnati, no. At Atlanta, some of those pitchers going for the Braves. You know, I mean, the Braves are sitting in last place right now, 6-9. So, uh, Nationals with Scherzer and the Mets with the Grom would be the only ones. Uh, I don't know who they play in the American League. But uh, do they play the Stankies? You know, would they go up against Garrett Cole? Let me see if they play the Stanks this year. Uh, I don't know offhand. Um, looking at their schedule now, they got the Angels. Uh, they got Seattle. Um, that'll be tough on their schedule, huh? They have Texas. Boy, you could have picked an easier schedule. Holy crow. This is schedule for the Dodgers. They may win 145 games. Man, they're picking out every worst team in the American League that they get to play. Holy crow. Angels again, that's their natural rival. They got, um, no, no stankies. 
So I, I thought maybe a matchup against Garrett Cole would, uh, you know, bring it down a little bit. But, uh, no. So there's no great picture. The uh, two, Scherzer in a National Series and DeGrom in a, uh, in a Mets Series. Other than that, I, I don't think, uh, you know, if, if they're, like I said, if they're a road favorite today against Blake Snell, then they'll probably be a favorite. Is that possible? They will be a favorite in every single game this year except maybe one, two, or three. Wow. <laughs> this team is unbelievable. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Spectacular play by Mookie Betts. If he doesn't get it, it's a tie game. Instead, Betts saves the day what a play by Mookie Betts to end the game full extension in the right center field gap the Dodgers two the Padres nothing they've taken the first two out of 19 in 2021 for the man with the badge in the I think we got it just about every call there. <laughs> I'm not sure how Chris did that. Good job, Chris. I think we got the Dodgers TV, the Dodgers radio. I'm, I'm waiting for the Dodgers Spanish call. Uh, as the Dodgers do win uh, yesterday uh, and the day before and the day before and the day before. Eight straight uh, wins. Uh, and last night uh, they hold on. And uh, the Magic, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, man, we'll, we'll, we'll take credit for it. Dude. Why not? 2 nothing last night. Uh, you know, again, it's not so much the win, although that's obviously part of it, about the Dodgers. It's that Clayton Kershaw uh, yesterday goes six innings, albeit six. I get that. But still, <clears throat> this was classic Kershaw. You know, anybody thinking that, you know, maybe Kershaw's seen his better days, and, and perhaps he has, but six innings last night, strikes out eight, uh, only walks two, allows just two hits, obviously no runs, 98 pitches. He's now 3-1 and one already <clears throat> on the season with an ERA of uh, barely over two. I mean, you know, you, when you look at some of these odds for, um, you know, let's see if FanDuel has the updated odds here on, uh, <clears throat> uh, no, well, actually, uh, on um, league winner, division winner, player winner, yeah, MVP, and, and then Cy Young Award. You know, um, National League Cy Young, you don't see uh, Clayton Kershaw on the first nine, uh, first nine. You have to go all the way down to you know, where the fudge is he? Is he even there? Oh, there he is. Uh, 30 to 1. You know, that's not bad. You know, you got to figure these Dodger pitchers, they're all going to come close to 20 wins, right? Now, the only thing with Kershaw, you know, his propensity for tweaking his back there a little bit, and if the Dodgers do have a 10-15 game lead in September, maybe they call up the dogs, uh, you know they're not going to be able to pull Bauer out of the lineup. That, that bird brain will just go bonkers. So you know he's going to be pitching every single uh, fifth start. Uh, but you don't know that about Kershaw. That would be the only thing. But, you know, pick one. Bauer, Bueller, Kershaw. Um, you know, would they all kind of offset each other? You, know, you, you think one guy would emerge, but again, as good as that team is, 
And as long as they can go five, six innings and the Dodgers have the lead, they're not losing. Um, so 30 to 1, Kershaw, you know, the media loves him and everything else. I don't think they necessarily love Bauer. He won it last year anyway. So I don't I don't think they'll go back to him. Bueller, you know, maybe at 12 to 1. But if I'm gonna get a Dodger pitcher, um, and I and I think the Dodgers are gonna run the table on this stuff. Kershaw right now at 30 to 1. Again, that magical tour, you know it's going to kind of kick up. If he gets into like the 6-1, and 7-1, and one, you know, then all of a sudden he makes for a good story, you know, 30 years old, whatever he is, 33, and then all of a sudden the fountain of youth, blah, 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 blah. And he may be second in the rotation uh, with uh, Bauer 1 and Bueller 2, but I think it, for the most part the Dodgers are going to try and match him up against the third or fourth best pitcher. Uh, from the opposition. So, hence, Blake Snell versus Trevor Bauer today. And, and, and Kershaw, who pitched for San Diego yesterday. You, Darvish, are not, not too bad, but um, just a thought. 30 to 1, uh, mark it down. Not, you know, ERA of a 2.19, get 24 strikeouts. So, that, that Dodger team is uh, unbelievable. All right, now, 844 843 Let's take a look at else, uh, what else happened yesterday. Stanky's losing again, oh, brother. They are five and nine. Five. They have the worst record in the American League. How about that, Stanky fans? At five and nine, you ought to be thanking your lucky stars uh, that there's a team called the Colorado Rockies. Otherwise, the Stanks would have the worst record in baseball. Three hundred million dollar payroll, and they have <clears throat> the second worst record. In all of baseball, well, technically third, as the Diamondbacks are five and ten, so they got one more loss. But well, we'll stick to the worst record in the American League. How about that? Last place, five games out. Now, touche to one of the uh, Twitter followers, as someone sent out uh, a tweet to our guy Andy down in San Antonio about this is the first time the Stankies have had the worst record in the American League since nineteen ninety eight. And then uh, one of our guys, uh, I forget who, sorry, um, you know, tweeted out, yeah, but the Yankees won the World Series that year. So, uh, touche. Nice, nice, nice little comeback there. But you know what? We'll, uh, uh, we'll celebrate what we have in front of us right now. And that is the worst record. Stanton sucks. Judge, so overrated. Uh, Gary Sanchez, uh, you know, couldn't catch a cold butt naked in Alaska. I, I mean, you, this team is just awful. And the scary thing, not not so much that they are five and nine, but Lemayhu, no more needles in his locker room this year. Funny, the, the, you know, the vitamin B needles that no doubt he was taking last year in his walk year, uh, down to a mere uh, pedestrian like two eighty eight. Judge, he's actually doing well for Aaron Judge, if you believe it or not. If you look at his numbers, career numbers, two seventy seven. Aaron Hicks, yeah, uh, the guy from Minnesota, right? Actually, he's from California, but he was heartbroken. Uh, 174. Stanton, 167. Torres, 213. Uh, Sanchez, again, couldn't catch a cold butt naked, 237. I mean, uh, Urshela, 250. Uh, I mean, does any, is any, they're not even close, except for LeMahieu, but they're not even close to 300. Let alone, you know, a real, you know, 323, 30, you know, monster home runs and everything else. I mean, it's just, and five hits yesterday. Somehow or another, they got three runs out of those five hits. But that's what I would be concerned with, Stanky fans. 
He guys just aren't hitting. Uh, it, it's as simple as that. You know, you're getting decent pitching. That's not it. But you're three, four guys, again, from yesterday anyway. So we'll include Judd because he, he's batting second, which is stupid. How does Aaron Judd, how is he batting second? Why is Aaron, you know, forget about, you know, Aaron Judd, there's this mystical thing about Aaron Judd, like he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. He's a 275 hitter. And that's all he is. He's got some power. I know he's as big as a house. I get that. He's playing in the, you know, the, the Tim Box Stadium there, so he's going to hit some home runs. But you don't need to have uh, Aaron Judge protect Aaron Hicks. You need uh, Stanton to protect Judge. That I don't know why you would not have those two guys back-to-back. Um, you know, Neither one could hit a lick. They both strike out like they're going out in style. And now you can kind of pitch around Judge to get to Aaron Hicks. No, no one is, is uh, like afraid to face Hicks, so you got to pitch the Judge. I mean, that's a stupid lineup, if you ask me. Hicks is batting 174, for goodness sakes. At least if you put Judge and Stanton back-to-back, then you say, well, if we pitch around Judge, now we got Stanton up with, a, with a, at least one runner on, and you know we don't want to do that. Any kind of luck, you know, we have a runner on already with Judge, then we really have to pitch the Judge. Um, but I, I, I don't like the lineup at all. I, I bat Hicks one. Heck, I'd even bat Gardner one. I know he's not going to steal a base, but you're not stealing bases in 2021. You want to get Gaz on base. So give me your best on base guy. Get him on. Then, you know, bat Hicks or LeMay, who's second. And then judge third, stand fourth, or, or vice versa. But point is, they're not hitting. Five and nine. Uh, you got to bet against it. In our little scenario that we've given you from the start of the season, Bet against, bet against, bet against, right? We, we'll run them down in hour number two. But if you've been doing that, uh, you are 9-5, and five, obviously. And I got you, you know, at uh, plus 900. Plus 900 bucks from when we, uh, you know, and I'll only do it from us, but from, you know, because I like to give the, the season a couple of weeks to, to kind of breathe. So we gave it a couple of weeks. But if you've been following me, like you should be, uh, you would be 3-0, and oh, uh, plus three hundred and sixty-five bucks based on a hundred-dollar bet. Uh, I know not everybody bets a hundred dollars. Probably very few do. And that's okay. But it, just to make it simplistic uh, for our uh, purposes of record keeping, three and zero betting against the Stanks. We started with the the weekend series against Tampa Bay, the Devil Dogs, plus one hundred yesterday. They they were actually underdogs at home. <clears throat> excuse me, at home yesterday. So keep going against them. Keep going against them. We're playing with house money now at that plus uh, 365 because they, I don't see uh, the light at the end of the tunnel. It's it's there, but I just don't see it right now. Uh, let's put it that way. Uh, one of our other uh, go again or go on teams, Kansas City, got a split out of Toronto. They lost game number one, five to one, but they were able to rebound and win the, the second game. And uh, them and the Stanks, the Red Sox as well. Part of our poll question: biggest surprise in baseball. You got quite a few, actually. There are a number of teams that you could have put on that, but, uh, you know, Twitter li- limits us to four. So, and I was going to put the proverbial other. So, uh, Stanky's lose again yesterday, now with the worst record in the AL. Uh, AL, MLB's biggest surprise. Five and nine Stanks, 10 and four Boston Red Sox, eight and five Kansas City Royals, or the proverbial other. Uh, early on, uh, 50 votes. I put it about uh, 15 minutes ago or so. Uh, 47% say the Red Sox. Now, maybe that's a little biased because I have a lot of Red Sox followers. You think that plays a role? That uh, don't know, but that's okay. Uh, and then the Stanks at uh, five and nine, forty percent. KC five percent, and then other 
at uh, nearly 7%. We'll read some of those others uh, a little bit later on. But go to your office of pick speed, and we'll update that a couple of times before we are through. Now, just getting underway, we'll check out the rest of the baseball. NBA, great game last night between uh, Boston and Golden State. Sad that you have to actually acknowledge a good regular season game, which both teams actually took it seriously. That That's uh, the flight of the NBA. But we had one last night. Hockey as well. All coming up right here on a Sunday edition of Office Picks on Sports Division. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Uh, ESPN there <clears throat> with the call as the Celtics knock off the uh, Golden State Warriors. I tell you, if, if the Celtics could play the Warriors, uh, they, w- they would be undefeated. It, it is remarkable how over the last uh, four or five years, if you go back to that monster, monster year with the, with the Warriors, uh, you know, I think it was a tie the record, set the record for, for best record in the NBA. They lost twice to the Celtics. I mean, every year, no matter how good Golden State has been, you know, during this recent run, whether it's with Durant, before Durant and everything else, uh, Boston, for whatever reason, has matched up well against them. They really, you know, the, the Celtics will go to overtime against the, the Minnesota Teacups at home last Friday. And then this weekend, now, not that the Warriors are great anymore, but, you know, uh, going toe-to-toe against some of the best teams, you know, winning at Denver, winning now against Golden State. And these two teams hook up. It's too bad they're not playing in the same conference and they would play a lot more because all their games, you know, are, are close like this. And then somehow or another, Boston, like I said, uh, uh, turns out winning more, way more times uh, than not. I, I bet they've, I bet uh, over the last, uh, what's it been, six years, seven years, I bet they're like, what do they play, two times a year? Um, you know, eight and two, maybe seven and three over the last five years. I, I, it can't be worse than that. They just own Golden State for some reason. And last night, again, same thing, 44 points out of Jason Tatum, as you heard there on the four-letter network. And uh, Boston wins at 119 to 114. And now all of a sudden, here come the Celtics. You know, and oh, by the way, Steph Curry, 47. Why? Yeah, he has been on a 10 straight games now. Uh, the unperfect 10, if you will, of uh, 30 points or more for Steph Curry. I didn't see the number last night, but I know his over-under point total with FanDuel lately has been in the low 30s, 33 uh, the other day, 33.5 to be exact. I mean, that's, boy, I don't know how high they'll go. Do they play today? I don't think they play today. Uh, but let me, let me just double check and see. But, you know, it, it's at the point where you know, it's hard to bet that. I mean, geez, the guy scores 30 points and you lose. 32 points, you lose. I mean, you, you need almost a 40-point performance now for him to, you know, have a, a an underplay. No, they don't play today. So um, it figures because two teams that went at it, neither does Boston, no surprise. Uh, definitely, you know, and if they did play today, everybody would be sitting out, no doubt. You know, because they were all talking after the game about, oh, what a great game, this, that, and took a lot out of us. And, and it may have, you know, but in the world of the NBA, unfortunately, uh, they would not be playing today if, in fact, they had a game today. Uh, no two ways about it. So the Celtics are now, you know, on fire for the first time all year. Season high six game win streak 
eight and two. They're five games over five hundred. They're probably not catching Milwaukee or Brooklyn. I mean, they're still five back in the loss column for the Bucks with uh, what they got fifty-seven with fifteen games left. So they're, they're not catching uh, the number three seed uh, Milwaukee Bucks. But again, that might not be the worst thing in the world because you want to avoid Brooklyn as long as possible, right? Especially the way the Nets break down. And the chances are very good that one or two of their guys, you know, after one or two series, you know, might not make it anymore. So you want to be able to face them as late as possible. But, you know, with the 76ers right now with a one-game lead, uh, that four would match you up with the 76ers in the second round, not the Nets. The three would set you up with the Nets. Now, I think Philadelphia wants to win the division more. You know, what you got to ask yourself is this. When, when there's two, three, four, five games left, and let's just say the scenario plays out, you know, if you're the Sixers, would you rather face the Celtics in the second round or the Bucks? I'd rather face the Bucs, to tell you the truth. If the Celtics are playing like this, I'll deal with the Greek freak who's really not Greek. There's really not much on that team. I don't think he's, you know, against the better teams, Giannis has yet to show he's capable of putting four and realistically at least five, if not six monster games. Because you're not going to win. Even with a monster game, you can lose. So even if he has a monster game, it's no guarantee the Bucs are winning. So he's going to have to put at least five, if not six, monster games together in the postseason because unless he has a monster game, he's, they're not winning. Hence last night against the uh, Memphis Grizzlies. they That's an awful loss. Good gravy for the Bucs. You know, the Greek freak has uh, 28 points, 11 rebounds. Not a monster game. Monster, what I mean, is like 35 and 11. Pretty good, but that, that just goes to show how bad Milwaukee is. He has a halfway decent game, right? I mean, there's no, no shame in 28 points, 11 rebounds, and yet they don't even come close to winning. They, they, they lose by 13 to Memphis at home. So I wonder if Philadelphia, the jockeying around, you know, they would never say it publicly, but I, you know, I, I wonder if they wouldn't mind losing a few games. So you go to NBA Futures. You know, and you, you hate to buy in because they've been such a major disappointment. But the Celtics right now, to win the East, let alone the NBA championship, to win the East 21 to 1, 60 to 1 to win it all. I tell you, you know, perception is not reality in the NBA this year when it comes to these odds. You're really. FanDuel and the like are really, really, really expecting the Lakers and Clippers, I suppose, and Nets, I suppose, to get healthy in the next three weeks and become real for the postseason. You know, AD is supposed to come back. He, he was going to miss two games, and then they were saying sometime this week, uh, no word about LeBron. Uh, who knows with the Nets, you know, if, if they could be healthy and then Kyrie wants to go AWOL again. You know, but with the odds as they are, NBA championship, uh, Nets are, are plus uh, 220. They're pick them to win the East. Uh, then it's the Lakers at plus 350, Clippers at plus 7, uh, and then on from there. But the Celtics are 60 to 1. 60 to 1, I, I tell you. You know, you get a Laker team that, you know, screws up. I mean, listen, right now, they're looking at maybe almost playing in the playing game. 
let alone win an NBA championship. I don't think the Lakers are going to be able to turn it on automatically. I don't. And and if these injuries are legit, and at this point you'd have to think they are, right? Especially with LeBron, believe it or not, because he really, really, really wanted to win the MVP this year after getting, uh, in his words, in his eyes, you know, kind of passed over last year. He really, so I, I think his injury is legit. AD, eh, I think they're just afraid of AD. You know, he's got a history of injuries. LeBron doesn't. So LeBron's injury, I think, is serious, and that's a concern. AD's, I think, at this point is more concern. No sense throwing him out there. We're not getting the number one seed. Doesn't matter. LeBron's not there, so let's not push it. But I don't think they're turning it on. And, and I'm as big a naysayer, black cloud on the Lakers as, as anybody. But I don't think so this year. Clippers, same thing. Um, you know, between... Uh, you know, George and Kwai missing games left and right. And listen, they, they weren't that good anyway last year. You know, they, they lost to Denver in the, in the second round, for goodness sakes. I, you know, so I'm not even putting them on that level. I'm, I'm not. People have doubts about the Jazz. You know, Bucks aren't winning it. Philadelphia, you got to worry about their injuries as well. I mean, you could have one of these monster Phoenix. It's too bad about Jamal Murray. Mm. You know, that really does suck if you're a Nuggets fan. Like, because I do think the door is open. You know, and again, as I pointed out before, even more so in the West, which is so rare than the East. You know, the East has always had LeBron, the Toronto, you know, two years ago. You know, there's always been one like standout, standout team. Um, and, and then everyone else is kind of thrown in the mix. So everyone had a shot. The Lakers really or, or whoever, Phoenix or Golden State rather dominated the West. It, it was going to be you know, Golden State. We all knew that. But now it's kind of flip-flop. Now you got uh, really the Nets and nobody else in the East, and uh, the West is wide open. So this might be a year where, and I see the Suns line is down to 24. Um, you might get a 24-1 to Phoenix Suns. You might get a 30-1 to Denver Nuggets, although not with their injuries. You might get a 60-1. to I guarantee you, you mark it down right now. Tomorrow morning, when we come on the air, Five o'clock Eastern time, the Celtics won't be sixty to one. You want a piece of the Celtics? This is one of those pull over side of the road plays that we have uh, on Monday through Friday. I bet that Celtics line will be in the forties this time tomorrow, or or even earlier actually, since we're on early tomorrow. They won't be sixty to one. Not with a six game win streak. Not the way they're playing. Nope. Uh, you know they're gonna they're gonna start getting some love. That you know why? Because it's just public reality, perception, whatever you want to call it. And that Golden State game last night was so good, you're going to be seeing highlights of that. And then people are going to be like, oh, the Celtics are playing well? Really? Uh, they won six in a row? Really? Uh, they're sitting in a number four spot now? They're playing their best ball of the season? Well, let me just throw a flyer on the Celtics. I, I bet Boston, you mark it down, I bet Boston will be around 40, 45 to 1. If not by tomorrow, within the next day or two. So, Grab them at 60 to 1. You're getting pretty good value. I tell you, the team that you're getting pretty good, I would have said the Nuggets, but I, I can't take them that seriously without Murray. Phoenix at 24 to 1 and Boston at 60 to 1. Those both are pretty good. Although I will say the Suns lost last night. Uh, wow, that what an ugly loss. You put American money on Phoenix. They, they lost, you know, and I looked up at the box score as I did with Milwaukee, thinking, all right, maybe the Greek freak didn't play, or for the Bucs, or for the uh, Suns, maybe Paul didn't play. No, they all played. Uh, Aiton played, Paul played, Booker played. Just an awful game for Phoenix, losing 111-85 at home. 
Booker had 15 on 6 of 18 shooting. And while that sounds bad, it's even uh, better, though, that Paul had uh, 6 points. Uh, Aiton had 8 points. I mean, there's your big three combining for 29 points. You know, Booker gets that by himself, generally. Against the Spurs, no less, at home. And Phoenix, again, with one of the best home records, one of the best, you know, second best record in all of basketball uh, behind Utah, and, and they lose at home by 26 points, no less, to, to San Antonio, a 500 team. Wow, that's an ugly loss. But I still think that Suns team, uh, you know, come playoff time, you know, it's not great, great, great 24 to 1, but, you know, who's complaining at 24 to 1? I mean, that's still a pretty good number. So I'd hop on that as well. I don't think that line is going anywhere, but I do think that Celtic line is going somewhere for sure. So Spurs beat the Suns 111.85. Grizz over the Bucks 128-115. Uh, Celtics 119-114 over the Warriors. Uh, and then uh, the two other meaningless games, Wizards beat the Pistons 121-100, and the Bulls beat the Cadavers 106-96. Uh, Hockey yesterday. Um, We've had a nice little run. Last we left you, we gave you an overprop on uh, Fiala, and he hit Friday night. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Boy, we are on fire with our shots on goal props. Uh, they, they are, uh, <clears throat> dare I say, easy to win. But um, they, they left the door open, and they left the door open today for another great little prop bet uh, with shots on goal in the NHL. Uh, we'll let you know what that is, our number two. As uh, we'll run down all our NBA and hockey and baseball trends, we'll go over our baseball picks as well that we gave out over the weekend, see how they did. All coming up right here on a Sunday edition Opposite Picks Sports Good Radio, Sirius XM 204. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. We know things are nuts out there. You need something to depend on. That's where we come in. Coming to you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. With the sports gaming strategies and information you won't find anywhere else. Depend on it. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Here we go. Let's uh, wrap up our number one as we check out our poll question. Stanky's lose again last night. Yeah, now with the worst record in the American League, MLB's biggest surprise, and uh, Stanks and Red Sox. Uh, five and nine Stanks, ten and four Red Sox leading the way, nearly 44% of the vote. Uh, eight and five Kansas City Royals at 7%, and then the proverbial other uh, coming in with the 5.6% of the vote. Uh, CO Dog uh, says the Seattle Mariners. I don't know if they're necessarily a surprise. Uh, a little bit. I, I guess they're playing halfway decent. And uh, also the uh, uh, Atlanta Braves, I think, would be uh, on part of that list as well. Um, let's see. Uh, Red Sox and the White Sox early start today up in uh, Fenway Park. Uh, is that the, the marathon day? No. I don't know why they'd be playing 11 o'clock, but 11, I got to double check on that. Uh, the Red Sox had their god awful, I will say, as Johnny Rose Beef tweets in uh, UCLA uh, uniforms on. Thanks for nothing, LeBron. You know, this guy has he has ownership of the Red Sox for a week and a half, and they're already changing uniforms to get to Nike so he can make more money in his pocket. Now that's, you know, you want to take praise for being a Red Sox part 
owner, then you're going to have to take blame as well for your little uh, 0.1%. Oh, those are ugly. Uh, Not only are they just stupid since it's the Red Sox and there's no red in the uniforms, they're just flat out ugly. God, I don't know who approved that. And I think people, you know, and, and I guess it's proven out to be true. I don't know. Are, are people stupid? Just they put anything new in a uniform, people will buy it. Is that it? I mean, I know there are 50 zillion stores haven't been to Fenway many times, you know, surrounding, uh, you know, Boston and everything around Fenway Park. I mean, it, just you put, a, put it on a rack and people will buy it. Really? I mean, those things are the ugliest things in the world. Don't. Don't fall prey to something new and buy it, please. God, those are just ugly. Um, I mean, I suppose if you're going to wear those and they'll finish in first, I would take it. But otherwise, man. All right, 844-843-6879. Some phone calls next hour. We'll run down all the trends for later on today. And uh, we'll get you set with the boys in Vegas. We'll check out our pyramid of winners as well. All coming up, Ops and Picks on a Sunday morning.